0: Hi! Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today I want to talk to you about what it's like to run along the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, It's pretty much just part of the scenery when you live in the Rio Grande Valley. And, you know, we don't have a lot of trails, and the ones that we enjoyed most were close to the border. It just kind of worked out that way. Um, And it was never unusual for us to see or hear Border Patrol helicopters flying overhead, you know, as we ran the trails. I can remember one time we were, it was like spring break, and it was like a Wednesday morning or something, and I mean, it was like something out of a Vietnam movie. These helicopters were flying over us so close, it was kind of intimidating, but, you know, you just kind of learn to put up with it and you know know that that was part of the the way things the the way life is down there um but yeah so you know it was not unusual to see a lot of law enforcement in the area because they were looking for smugglers or migrants and you know we all just kind of knew that they were doing their job and we were just doing ours more or less um and just some background, uh, the Rio Grande Valley sector is the busiest place in the country when it comes to Customs and Border Protection agents apprehending migrants. Um, CPB figures show that as of fiscal year 2019 in June, more than 43,000 people, so that's families, unaccompanied children and single adults were apprehended in the RGV. And that's more than double the number of people caught in the El Paso sector, which is the next highest rate of apprehensions. And I bring this up um, just to demonstrate how commonplace it is in the valley. Um, We'd occasionally see pickup trucks on roads near the trails, or the drivers would be waiting on groups of people being smuggled somewhere very early in the morning. Um, Or we'd see agents picking up young men who just crossed the, the Rio Grande, and as we ran past them on the levees, we'd often see discarded hygiene products in the brush, most likely left behind by migrants. And I can also remember seeing children's toys abandoned um, on the remote trails that we ran out in Sullivan City, which is just this tiny little speck. Um, I think the most memorable find was a Bible that I I found in Spanish uh, that had been dropped near a cotton field. And I was really touched by that. Um, I wondered why the owner had discarded the book and, you know, after journeying with this thing for hundreds or thousands of miles, you know, you just kind of wonder, what caused them to drop that book at that point? You know, and, and it was it was kind of sad and touching. Um, some of my family members warned me about running out there because they worried that I'd be kidnapped. And um, you know, quite honestly, I never really worried about that. I think if anything, I was more concerned about encountering wild hogs or snakes. You know, I mean <laughs> that's what we really ran into a lot. Um, the last time I ran along the border was a year ago. Um, I was in town for a baby shower and organized a run along the levee and the border fence. Uh, this was a big attra- the big attraction um, was this 900 year old Montezuma cypress tree tucked back behind the fence, uh, still in the US. and uh, it is known as the oldest living thing in the uh, region. so there you go. and there's even a little placard. <laughs> there. And we always, you know, act like a bunch of tourists shooting, you know, group photos and selfies, you know, and just not too far off in the distance would be a border patrol vehicle, you know, know, just sort of hanging out. Um, And so in the past year, um, I've been getting some mixed reports from a handful of friends about how much more dangerous it is out there now. Um, people were reporting you know that they they're seeing a lot more activity and they had some kind of creepy encounters, um, although I think in one case, I don't think this had anything to do with people coming into the country illegally. I think it was just some mountain bikers just sort of being kind of jerks <laughs> to one of my female friends, and uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, but the interesting part is, is that the majority of my friends said it's really no different. It's, it's pretty much the same. So, I mean, I think it just sort of depends on how you look at things and what your, what your, you know, mindset is on things. I mean, <laughs> this is a very unscientific poll that I conducted. Um, but the interesting part was, is that the majority of the people who said that they lived more in fear tend to be, <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble here, but. They tend to be conservative, and uh, the people who are more my liberal friends, they they were a little more carefree about stuff. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's anything to that. It just could be circumstantial, which more likely than not, it just is. But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. So this leads me into what I'm going to talk to you about today. I learned a saying in Spanish. Um, I saw a film called Strictly Ballroom, and it's, it's actually one of my favorite movies. Um, and it's about this uh, girl who's just doesn't have anything to do with running, but uh, it's about this girl. She's kind of like this ugly duckling kind of awkward and she, um, but she knows how to uh, dance flamenco or Spanish dance. And um, she meets up with this guy who is like the, the star, you know, dancer in town and uh, they become partners. And, um, one of the, it's just a great film, you need to watch it. Um, But there's a a saying, because her grandmother uh, is uh, Spanish, and and so she told Fran, the protagonist in the film, she said, vivir con miedo es como vivir al medias. A life lived in fear is a life half lived. And so if you sit around and worry about everything, it's kind of hard to enjoy life. And while this credo isn't for everybody, this is one that really resonates with me. So just kind of think about that. This first entry is from, I believe it's April, let me look, I can tell you, it is from 2013, I can tell you that much, and it's from, oh, it's from July, how about that, July of 2013, so it's about six years ago, and it was a Saturday morning, and um, we were um, running through um, this part of Mission Trails called Pooh Forest, P-O-O-H. It was this sort of enchanted forest kind of looking section of the trails that we really liked. And we encountered this Mission uh, Police Officer, Mission Texas Police Officer. And it was kind of weird because normally you don't see a uniformed officer wandering through the thick canopy of brush. Hey, is there anything going on? I asked, resorting to my old police reporter's line when making routine calls to dispatch. You tell me, he said with a laugh. Are you looking for migrants? I asked, knowing that it's not unusual to run across some undocumented immigrants. And he nodded his head. As we continued, we saw a couple of Border Patrol officers also. This was starting to get weird. Again, we're forever running into Border Patrol officers when we run out at Sullivan City because it is right on the border, but the mission trails are enticingly close to the border that we know people pass through our playground on their way, but you know, you'll know, you see discarded clothing or makeshift campsites and hygiene products left in the brush. But you know, we never really saw people. That changed. <laughs> so a couple of minutes later, we saw a young man and a woman standing in the middle of the trail embracing. And they wore street clothes, which is very weird because you usually are gonna be in running clothes if you're out there on those trails. The woman was pregnant. The man looked in one direction and she was looking in the other. And then immediately to our right, huddled under um, a big section of trees, was a group of six or so migrants. And they were all dressed in black and looked very young and scared. Javi, should we turn around? I asked my friend who was in front. And he didn't say anything and just kept moving. And I kept thinking that we should turn around and tell the officers where the migrants were. That idea surprised me, actually, because I usually side with the migrants I mean, they're just people who have been lured here by a wily coyote with the promise of a better life. And they likely have no idea how dangerous and foolhardy this move is. And, you know, as somebody who grew up in the Midwest, I I never tire of hearing these stories about people crossing over and their tales of danger and the things they've left behind. Um, I don't know. It's just something that just fascinates me. And I know some people have some other very different feelings about that. And you are entitled to those opinions. I'm just telling you mine. So we continued on and we started hearing dogs barking and then I kept imagining that little huddle of young people frightened out of their minds when they saw that. And the guy who'd been embracing the pregnant girl came racing through the woods toward us and he wore a gold chain with a small pendant around his neck along with a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. I thought he was one of the migrants at first um, and he was scattering. (laughs) guy's a coward. Um, I looked into his eyes as he passed me Cuidado, I said. Be careful. Javi continued leading us through the twists and turns of the forest and calmly kept saying, just a little bit more and we'll be out of here. And meanwhile, I was overtaken with emotion. The dogs continued barking and I kept imagining what was happening and I started crying as I ran. (laughs) I I sound like I cry a lot on these trails, but uh, what can I say? Uh, Then we got out and I told them about my feelings. I felt terribly for the migrants and the officers because... I knew they had to do their jobs, and then I started crying again. <laughs> I turned around, and not far off was the officer we'd encountered earlier, and hopefully I was a sweaty enough mess that my tears looked like sweat. We explained to him where we'd seen the lookout guy and went into th- and where he went into the brush, and after that, we stayed out of the woods and on the dirt canal bank. Louisa said she could see other people in the woods running, and Javi could- said he could hear others rustling in the brush. Angie, a new member of the group whom we just encountered that morning, was going with the flow, thank God, Uh, and she was pretty unfazed by the commotion. We kept apologizing about it not always being like this. What a weird way to start your trail running career. (laughs) Yeah, we pretty much just found her in the parking lot as we were getting ourselves pulled together that morning, and she was by herself, and we're like, hey, you want to run with us? And she's like, sure. Yeah, but again, thank God she was pretty chill, because if she wasn't, it could have been pretty awful. You know, and up until that point, I jokingly told my friends that I always wanted to see some migrants. It's like, it's one thing to imagine their faces and and it's just an entirely different thing when you encounter them. And regardless of your stance on immigration, my heart went out to those frightened souls and the law enforcement officers. The only bad guys in this situation are the smugglers. And my friends contemplated some scary scenarios that could have happened out there. But I'll continue running out there because, Vivir con es como vivir a medias. A life lived in fear is a life half-lived. So, there was that, and then a few months later, we had another encounter with some agents. Um, we were out at Sullivan City, and I will put a little map in the show notes so you can see Sullivan City. the The trails out there are a lot different from the ones in Mission. Um, you know, the ones in Mission are kind of your typical mountain bike trail, you know, uh, you know, twisty, turny stuff, you know, occasional, you know, uh, roots and things like that. It's pretty flat. But the ones out in Sullivan are pretty interesting because it's it's more like this Wild West kind of thing. It's just kind of barren dirt and rock and it's got some halfway okay elevation, especially for the valley. And um, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 definitely a different kind of place out there. Um, and I always feel like I'm not in, not in uh, you know, or I feel like I'm in a different part of Texas, um, like completely like West Texas or something when I'm out there. And uh, just always really enjoyed the idea of going out there. And um, so usually, we would save our Sullivan City runs for a Sunday. So I was very excited about that. And it had been about six months since I'd been out there. The last time we had been out there, uh, Orly narrowly missed stepping on a rattlesnake toward the end of our run. Um, luckily, that day I'd gotten a rock in my shoe and I had to stop and shake it out and decided against running around the field where we do our warm up and cool down. And that's where he encountered the snake. Um, I don't think I have ever seen him as terrified as he was that day. And I cannot blame him, you know, and I know, he was thinking about his wife and his kids. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, so I mean, again, that was, that's more of what the real dangers were that, that we would encounter out there rather than some of this other stuff. So, uh, you know, we started our run. And as usual, my legs were starting to feel like lead because I'd been running on pavement for months. And eventually, I started feeling better. And then midway through our six miler, uh, we ran across a bunch of border patrol agents. And I remember seeing them, uh, they were, we were running along these uh, railroad tracks out there. And uh, (laughs) I can remember turning around and seeing a bunch of them running kind of in our direction. It was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. Maybe there's some, you know, people up our way. You know, maybe we need to kind of keep an eye out. And... uh, and I, but also, I just remember the agents that day when they were in their cars earlier, uh, they'd been riding doubles, like two to a vehicle, and I thought that was kind of interesting also, because they, you know, normally would just ride, you know, solo, and, uh, you know, having covered the police beat for years, you know, I was knew that things were a little more heavy when they rode doubles, so... Um, this, there's this agent named Lozano who, who was, a little portly kind of dude. Um, and he was, uh, telling us that he'd been chasing us for a while. Cause he thought that we were migrants <laughs> and <laughs> I kept thinking, yeah, sure. You know, and he, he was like, I was thinking these people are crazy CrossFit fit. And then I realized you're all runners because he thought that we were migrants who were like these CrossFit sort of people or whatever. (laughs) So uh, anyway, uh, we used to make jokes about this and please, we're not serious about this at all. But we used to joke about starting a business, outfitting people, you know, as runners to help them get across the border a little easier. Um, But, you know, the thought of getting busted prevents me from following through with this. Seriously. Um, Yeah. So... Later on, I found out that the agents caught uh, 30 migrants uh, out there, so no wonder they were riding two to a vehicle, and we had narrowly missed probably encountering a lot of that. And um, But nonetheless, I still plan to return to my favorite playground because living in fear is just not part of my training plan. All right, that's what I've got for you this time. I think we're going to start dropping the episodes on Fridays. I don't know. I did an informal poll on Facebook this week, and (laughs) half of them said they wanted it on Monday and half said Friday, and since I've been just sort of kind of fooling around this week, it's like, okay, let's just do this on Fridays now, and I'll just try to line up some episodes and let them drop on Fridays uh, when I start getting back into um, my work mode uh, next month when school starts. So hopefully you you took away, uh, you know, some interesting tales from this and enjoyed that. And again, feel free to subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts now. We. <laughs> it would be me. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I don't know, a bunch of other ones. Um, you can contact me. I do have my email linked in the bio, I believe, um, on the Anchor FM page. So... Um, there's that. So feel free to get in touch with me or find me on Facebook. Follow me on Strava. I am on Strava. Maybe I'll link you to that too, in case you want to look at my (laughs) embarrassing stats. Um, Yeah, this week has not been a real good week for running. Um, I've just been kind of, I don't know, lazy. (laughs) But anyway, um, so until then, I'll see you next time.